You hear the music, you know what that means. Welcome to another episode of the Humans of Higher Ed podcast, number 11. We are excited to be back. The whole gang is here. What's up, everybody? We were supposed to hear music? No, we don't have music. <laughs> Where did we get music, Mike? I'm, I didn't hear the music. Am I losing it? Listen, I watched all you guys laugh when I said that, so I know you get that it's a fucking joke. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. <laughs> is that Price is Right? Yeah. Yes. Damn right, it's Price is Right. Nice. <laughs> is, it, is the music more than me just going, Freezer Friday? <laughs> How's everybody doing? Without, without recording this consistently on Tuesdays, I would not know that this was Tuesday, yeah. so yeah. that is where I am on uh, a COVID scale of 1 to 19. I'm on, it's Tuesday. Well, that must have really screwed you up last week when we recorded on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, last week just confused me. It was hopeless. <laughs> I'm I'm more on a scale from 1 to 19 of it's the 18th. Like, that's where I am. I get days of the week. But days of the month are blowing my mind because it's actually the 19th. <laughs> Billy, it's the 19th. It's not the 18th, it's the 19th. So that's, that's where I am in, in COVID-19 land. I, I can tell you what day of the week it is, but apparently I can't tell you what day of the month it is. So Your computer tells you. Just look in the bottom corner. I am back. I have a map, so. Upper corner. Yeah, put that script on you there, buddy. Uh, it's in my bottom right corner. It's fine. Joel, I know you don't want to answer it, but I do need to weigh in. <laughs> um, I'm on a. I'm a. How do you do a three day weekend right now? Yeah. Scale of one to nineteen. Because um, I'm still in a part of the country that is being smart and <laughs> encouraging. Social distancing. Not for long, though. Not for long. Decently enough. Better than some parts of the country, which, you know, some of us text about pretty often and families that are making questionable decisions and everything. Um, But, yeah. He says while wearing a Texas A&M shirt. Well, you know. It's Christmas (laughs) gifts. You can't can't turn away good Christmas gifts. It looks like a good shirt. It is a nice shirt. Um... Yeah, so I'm on a three-day weekend out of 1 to 19. Yeah, the the long weekend stuff that I'm seeing right now is a bummer because I have been on a very long weekend. It has been <laughs> one long weekend, and to see people being like, woo, long weekend, it's not all it's cracked up to be, ladies and gentlemen. Um, on my scale of, of 1 to 19, I thought I'm thinking about weeding. Our back little patio area this week. Get rid of some weeds. Because that's all that's left to do. That'll be it. Animal Crossing reference or these actual weeds? No, there's actual weeds in some of the cracked pavement in in our patio. So we're going to get out there, you know? Speaking of speaking of Animal Crossing and back patios, we need an update on our trash panda friend. Oh, he so he uh, stayed the day and then got all active at night, and we kind of like went out to talk to him, like through the door, like peeking out the door so that he could slam it quickly in case he attacked. And then he just kind of like crawled down the the uh, column on our porch and like ran off at night. He was just he was just snoozing. Yeah. You haven't seen him since that, nope. that day? Nope. Man. Just so a momentary <laughs> rush with a trash panda. Yep. Confirm not rabid. Confirm not rabid. How, how do you confirm that? Extreme. How do you confirm it? Yeah. If it's gone, how do you confirm he's not rabid? I don't know. You've confirmed he's not your issue anymore. That's like yes. confirmed. Yeah. Yes. It sounds it sounds like it's rabies one, trash panda zero. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Trash One would be so lucky if he came back. <laughs> yes. Still without rabies. Still without rabies. All right, content corner. What are we watching? What's what's new on the tube? As we all do the Rolodex of what yeah. we've been watching. Nothing new on my end, but the one nice thing is Boston is in a spat, like a spat of good weather for like a good while, which is nice. Um, but as soon as the weather goes bad again, uh, lasted. Uh, 
Avatar The Last Airbender is uh, on Netflix now, the full cartoon series. So as soon as the weather goes downhill, that's where my butt's going to be in, on the couch watching that. Nice. I've never seen it. Ah, so good. I, I think I'm, uh, it just, it missed me, uh, in the, the age bracket since I'm, uh, apparently approximately 80s, 80 years old. Uh, do I need to watch it? I mean, you can, you probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> How many things do I like though, Joel? Not many. No. So. That's fine. It's funny. I feel like you are the cheery one of the four of us. Like of the <laughs> of the person oh most likely he to can like. Be, he can be internally cheery while still being externally judgmental. So it's a, There's a difference. He's putting on a face. He's putting on a judgmental face. <laughs> I was called cold uh, in the last week, which uh, isn't great. But here we are. By who? Roommate. <laughs> Uh, well, now that you have a shaved head, you should expect that more because the world just associates the like the Breaking Bad stereotype. You're going to have that now. Yeah, so I guess uh, in in lieu of uh, having watched new TV, I had my Britney break on Saturday. It was one of those moments where if you if you're wearing glasses and you haven't had a haircut in a while. The, uh, the glasses, arms, and the hair do the fight, and they get in each other's way. And it was just standing in the bathroom, like, trying to trim my hair around my glasses, and uh, was just like, I can't do this. And I just took the guard off and just started chopping at my hair, and there's just hair everywhere. And it was like this, like, patchwork of craziness. Do you remember uh, Cynthia from Rugrats? Yes. The, the doll and like the way her hair was. That was me on Saturday. Uh, and so eventually I just went all in and pulled out the razor and just uh, clean shaved it. And wow. here we are. Wow. I like that so far in the content corner, we've talked about the weather being a little bit better and Jason's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to what we're supposed to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like I'm excited <laughs> for what Billy's going to share. It's going to like some science facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually I actually uh, caught a good movie on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime has been kind of my go-to to switch things up. You get into too much of a Hulu or Netflix loop, you got to you got to go to the Prime every once in a while if you are fortunate enough to have a membership. Uh, this movie called A Simple Favor. Uh, very, very interesting couple of hours. I had no expectations other than I like the two actresses that lead the film. Uh, I, I didn't read anything. Didn't I barely watched the trailer. A couple of years ago, I remember the trailer. And, and just you just have to buckle in after the first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie. You just... You go along for the ride. Who are the Who are the two actresses? Uh, Anna Kendrick uh, and Blake Lively. There it is. Oh. Thank you, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. You can edit that to make it sound like I actually know actors. And actors. You get, uh, I, because I care. Uh, you get little pop-ins by uh, uh, Linda Cardinelli. Uh, yes, I love yes. also in Dead to Me season two, which dropped and is delightful. You also get Gene Smart, who uh, yes, you've done things like Watchmen, which is great, but more importantly, designing women. What's that? What's the season two? I think. Yep. What's the um, premise of this show, this movie? Honestly, I I can't I can't tell you. I can just kind of give you. Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively play two mothers that are kind of different uh, on different places of the motherhood as we think of it spectrum. And that's really all I can tell you without telling you too much. Ooh, I love that. I can tell, I can tell you the, the movie is called a simple favor. I can tell you that Blake Lively asks, uh, Anna Kendrick's character to do just a simple favor for her. And then the the train goes off the rails. Turns out, not so simple. Very not. So simple. Very not so simple. Ooh, that's good. I'll check that out. I watched a couple movies this week. I think. 
Or now I'm only remembering one. I watched uh, Bad Education on HBO with uh, Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Um, yeah. And it was it was pretty good. I was more just fascinated because it was based on a true story that I had vaguely heard. But this was about the superintendent and a couple of the other uh, upper administratives in the Long Island public school systems who embezzled a total of $11 million, which is incredible to take millions of dollars from the public school. I mean, like, I didn't know they had enough to do something like that. So that was pretty interesting. Also, Hugh Jackman's great. I don't watch Hugh Jackman do anything. He was just supposed to be charismatic for 90 minutes, and he was. So I'll take that. Is Ray Romano in that? Yeah, Ray Romano. Ray Romano, like, sneaky becoming just a great actor to have around. Yeah. It's really good. He's like Matthew McConaughey circa 2014, where it's just a resurgence, and you didn't know he had it in him, right? Yeah, but I can't think of more than one Matthew McConaughey performance where I'm like, wow, he was really good in this versus, wow, he's a good-looking man who's going to take his shirt off when Kate Hudson's around. <laughs> That's the point of the, the McConaughey or whatever it was right. referred to as, that he doesn't have to take his shirt off anymore. He can just carry it on his own. Yeah. I think I so only felt that way about True Detective. I'm sure I'm uh, missing things, but... I think I only felt that way about True Detective with McConaughey. For Ray, are we calling it the Ray Connaissance? Have we gotten to that point yet? Oh, Romanissance. The Romanissance? Yeah, except you have to say it with a nasally voice. The Romanissance. That's not the good. <laughs> That's not good at all. Just call it Everybody Finally Loves Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever won, like, uh, other than an Emmy? I'm sure he's won an Emmy, but it, when he wins an Oscar, finally, is he going to say that? Like, you, everyone finally loves me. I hope so. I hope that's can his I, speech. Can I just double back for a second? Uh, a Simple Favor is the kind of movie that, like, after you watch it, you go to the IMDb page just to see what it was, like, nominated for. And then you get pissed when you go to the IMDb page and it was not nominated for anything. Because when you watch this movie, and I think you should, you're going to walk away from it saying Blake Lively should have at least been nominated for this. Wow. I'm not saying Blake Lively should have won like, Best Supporting Actress for whatever year that movie came out. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the winner was justified. But you were going to be upset that she did not at least get a nomination. because, And we kind of texted about this this weekend when I was watching it. She, in every scene that she is in, gives one of the best performances you'll see. She's not in the movie much. I'm giving a lot away here. She's not in the movie, like, a ton, but every scene that she's in, you will be so impressed. It's almost like she's having her own Blake Connaissance or whatever word. Blake, Blake Sinchin. A Blake Sinchin to a higher plane of Blake that we haven't seen before. You know, I... I saw this weekend that Blake Lively was trending, and now I feel like I need to go back to your Twitter handle and just make sure that it wasn't you firing off tweets. It was not me. It's not me. I, I mean, a single tweet about a simple favor. She ascended when she married Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it, it, that's the pinnacle. It doesn't. It doesn't get more than that. Um, a simple favor was also a Paul Feig movie. So if you like, yeah. uh, yep. Any of the stuff that he's done, it's it's right in line. It's just so smart. It sounds really good. I want For those to of you that, that don't know, Paul Feig is Bridesmaids, the Ghostbusters reboot. Uh, I know there's at least one or two more things that I'm not thinking of. But again, this isn't my wheelhouse. Anything with Melissa McCarthy, pretty yeah. much. All right. I, think I, was, there, I thought I saw another movie. I thought I had a second one. That I was going to drop right... Oh, I started watching um, Mindy Kaling's new show that everybody watched a month ago, but we finally got into it, and now I'm blanking on uh, name... Never Have I Ever? Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, we watched, we've watched half of that, and that's been pretty enjoyable so far. It's a little bit light. I like that. Jason just showed us he had another beer, so shout out to Jason. <laughs> uh, so... Is that our transition to what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I am. Uh, I've gone back to the super soft IPA from our good friends at Sloop Brewing uh, over in New York. Shout out to Sloop. 
Sloot is the best. They're great. And the super Sloot soft It's got a teddy bear with a rainbow on it. Nice. It is uh, super soft and delicious, and it makes me happy. And it makes me think of Letter Kenny, which also makes me happy. Nice. I've got a beat of Purple Haze. Purple Haze today. So, when I lived in Louisiana, we would go to the Abita Brewery all the time. And the delightful thing about the Abita Brewery in Abita Springs, Louisiana, is the tours were always done by some delightfully young Cajun. And you'd go and you'd get, like, your two sippers, and you'd go into the first room, and dude leading the tour would, like, chug his and be like, uh, we gotta go back now, kids. So you'd go back and you'd refill, and then you'd forget what he'd say. So he'd start over in the first room, drink everything. You'd go back to the tasting room. You never got past the second room, and by then you've had like five or six drinks, and you're just toasted. It was the best. Sounds like a good brewery. I approve. I of course have my traditional liter bottle of water. That's that's what I'm drinking. But I did have a uh, a glass of milk. With a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before we started recording. There you go. So. What kind of jelly, Billy? Uh, just plain old grape jelly. This is very basic PBJ. We have some orange marmalade in the fridge. We got some raspberry jam in the fridge, but I just was feeling like a nine-year-old, so I just went with the plain grape jelly. Concord grape jelly. There's nothing wrong with it. I never said there was anything wrong with it. I mean, I'm just we're saying I had better options, but I went for. Went for, you know, speed, not stock. <laughs> I've got a UFO weight from Harpoon. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Harpoon came out with some variety packs this past couple weeks, so grabbed some of those. Man, I love Harpoon. They're great. I miss Harpoon Fest, which I'm sure will never happen again. I don't know if it still happens now, but... It still happens. Well, obviously, it didn't happen this year. It's a good question. What are the things that are going to come back, right? Like, what are the uh, the big live events that businesses and cities have put on that are just a pain in the ass to them. And now that they can't do it, is this an excuse to never do it again? I was talking with somebody about this this week, I think. The Macy's Day Parade. Like, who knows what Thanksgiving's going to look like. But that's far enough away that hopefully that's something that can happen. But I wonder, if we're still in a weird situation, does the Macy's Day Parade still happen, but no one's allowed to go to it? Oh, who would do that? Like people, people would come up for it. Well, I'm saying that it's enforced that you can't go. So you get arrested because you uh, decided to watch a marching band and a, a giant inflatable Pikachu. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're, they're not even good marching bands, and it's like Pikachu's problematic little brother with like a deflated ear. <laughs> Cut off tail. Deflated Pikachu viewing in the second degree. I find you guilty. <laughs> um, well, did you? I think I, on Twitter earlier today, I thought I saw rumblings uh, in the background that the Boston Marathon, they're going to just straight up cancel it. They're not going to do it in September. Oh. Yeah. It just hasn't been announced yet. Man, if that happens, what's everyone going to post on Facebook about? <laughs> And then how are people going to act like badasses by posting that they bandited the Boston Marathon? Yeah. That's what I... How... Who... What am I going to do with all those fundraisers? I got to <laughs> donate money so you do it. Uh, they'll just move it to, to Texas or to Florida. The Boston <laughs> Marathon in Florida. It's fine there. And the JetBlue... Let's go. JetBlue Park, the Red Sox spring training camp area. <laughs> There's gotta be a Boston in Florida. I'm gonna, I'm gonna map that. <laughs> also, Texas is very large, guys. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but it's very big, and there's bound to be a Boston, Texas. But also, there's plenty of room to run. They're I think fine. Texas is like two marathons big. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! From Beaumont to El Paso, two marathons. <laughs> Two marathons in about uh, two dozen Bucky's gas stations. Oh, Bucky! Shout out to the people who know what Bucky's is. <laughs> so far, it's just Joel and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I did find a new Boston, Texas. I did find. Nice. Out. I did not find any Boston, Florida. I was. I was surprised by that. 
Chris Fuller sucks. The new. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, being in New York, have they announced that uh, fireworks are canceled in New York? Oh, for the 4th of July? Yeah. I haven't heard that yet, actually. I would imagine they are, though, because we we just pushed back our our pause another two weeks. So we're now looking like mid-June before we even start to reopen, and it doesn't look like I don't know. They, I, it, do, I can't imagine that we're still doing fireworks because that, even though you can watch those from afar, my guess is that is like the ice cream truck, something that brings people outside in large groups. So I would think they would cancel that. Austin canceled their fireworks maybe two, three weeks ago. Yeah, it was oh, early. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody we tell us. Tell somebody tell a story. I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's one time dude do, do you go on Joel I want to know where this goes or, or we just do the Scooby Doo transition when Mike finds the answer here we go Mike's the editor so it's up to him <laughs> that's true I'm keeping I'm keeping everything that has my voice in it we're keeping <laughs> I'm still waiting for the very special edition of the Humans of Higher Ed podcast where we don't edit, and it's just, <laughs> it is what it is, well, and th- we apologize to everyone profusely. That'll probably uh, affect the three of you way more than it would me, as the three of you are employed. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not seeing anything uh, that says that says that an announcement has been made yet. Four weeks ago, the mayor... Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio, who I have once played softball with, against, what? though. I should say against, because a lot of haters, so, including myself. Um, <laughs> uh, four weeks ago, he said that it was still the Macy's Day or the Macy's fireworks are still happening. So Wow. Yeah. So how bad did you lose to the mayor's team? I think so. They didn't have enough people. It was a really weird thing. We were out just like our team had played, and then afterwards we get a couple of outdoor drinks and then like scrimmage amongst the team. And somebody came over and just kind of not backhandedly, but off the cuff was like, "Hey, you guys want to play like a pickup game with the mayor?" <laughs> and someone was like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, and then all of a sudden, the mayor and like six other people show up, and then like security is kind of like surveying the field making sure like no one's messing around honestly it reminded me that how charismatic you need to be to win an election that has like millions of people voting he was incredibly nice and a really good guy throughout the whole thing and it almost made me forget that we were like tasing people for fair evasion um (laughs) but but in that moment he he was very nice uh where's the lie yeah Uh, so we did you say where's the lie yeah, where's the lie? Yeah, no, no lie. No, we just played two truths, zero lies. Um, and the softball game, uh, I think we lost by one, but they had a lot of people on our team that played with them to fill the team. So he was fine. He he wasn't really good. I mean, I hit two home runs that game, so I feel like if anybody was to get signed onto the mayor's team after the game, it was probably me. But, oh, Mike, you're so athletic. Yeah, if you put me if I, if I'm only allowed to play with other comedians that have never played organized sports, I am gonna shine. <laughs> <laughs> Slow pitch. Yeah, it's probably comp- it's probably you could probably compare it to like if NACA had a softball game. It's probably the same. The same oh God, demo. a NACA softball game would be so bad. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Except for the totally random aggro male comedians that would be uh, trying to flex and show off. And I've got like three in my brain right now. Uh, it would be ugly. That's for sure. Who are they? But if it was just like NACA, like programming board advisors. Yeah, man. If it's not T-ball, we'd be whiffing it hard. They'd be really good at cheering, though, in between plays. <laughs> be so supportive. Yeah. <laughs> You, you didn't hit it, but you swang really well, guys. Like, oh, such a good job. Good job. Good job. Good game. No butt pats. No butt pats. It's like the ACI fun run every year where you ask Lowell and Regan 
it was eight or region one at the time would bring Ruben Sanka, who's a Olympic level, like long distance runner to run this fun run 5k and he would just blow everyone out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> and like that region would always win every year because they just brought him for the conference and the fun run. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a Tanya Harding situation waiting to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> just need a little, Little little crowbar action to Ruben, <laughs> and then you can get a thirty for thirty out of it, probably. Yeah. Oh, that's the cartoon villain you're striking me most as, yeah. man, Mike, with his mustache and that hair, Jeff Galuli. That's where we're. That's where we're living right now. Also, I'd like to note, couldn't come up with Anna Kendrick or Blake Lively, but Jeff Galuli rolls off the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Was that uh, played by Sebastian Stan in Itania? Yeah, yeah. Sebastian Stan, who I normally cannot pick out of a lineup, much like our good buddy in front of the pod, Ana Martha, uh, who has just convinced every white dude with uh, good hair is Sebastian Stan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you are giving me Jeff Galuli. There we go. Too bad they were I'm gonna take a snapshot of the chat and just hashtag it Jeff Galuli <laughs> on the yeah, Do you think he's on That's a good Jeff that's a, that's a Jeff face right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, so we're now almost thirty minutes in. I feel like we should <laughs> reference some educational stuff. <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> so, uh, earlier today, I went on Instagram to kill 10 minutes of my day successfully and got some feedback, not feedback, but got some suggestions for things we could talk about today. So, we'll get into that in a minute. But the first thing I wanted to bring up is I, the New York Times just reported literally breaking news. This came out moments ago um, that NYU sent, uh, upper administrator of um, upper administrative officials sent out a message that they're planning on having students there in the fall that on campus almost they didn't go too much into detail, which probably on purpose because I don't know how the hell they think they can pull this off at this point with the information we have, but that it it was pretty much sure it won't look the same, but for the most part, everybody will be back. seems a little nuts. I call bullshit. Yeah. Uh, So here's my thought. It is, uh, May 19th. Billy thinks it's May 18th. It is May 19th. And uh, we are officially 19 days into the month of May, meaning at a lot of colleges, commitments and deposits were due on May 1st. And if your commitments and numbers aren't looking great, you got to do what you got to do to shore up those students in the fall. And there's no better way to shore up some uh, quick deposits and commitments and saying, hey, Unlike all these other suckers, we're going to be open for business. Come and join us here at NYU. Wow. that That's a bummer. That's a bummer if that's what's happening. My first thought was that's uh, an institution that – oh, what's the right word? I don't know. It's like the most expensive university in the country, I believe, right? Or we'll say top five, right? Sure. It's, so, one, it's one of the most selective. Right. And I'm just thinking it's pro- in general, stereotypically speaking, a lot of money comes in and out of NYU, comes through NYU. And if there was, say, a demographic that felt that they could take care of this or avoid it or throw money at it to make it okay, I don't know if the shoe fits. Like a rich white male? Yeah. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> yeah. We're not rich. Did, did, you, did you see the, uh, the Notre Dame announcement? Mm-hmm. So Notre Dame announced last night they're going to open either a week or two early. They're canceling fall break. They're canceling, maybe not canceling, but they're, they're ending the semester at Thanksgiving. So they're gonna they're gonna front load everything. They're gonna they're gonna close out all the scheduled breaks, and they're gonna get you home before December rolls around and we deal with Corona two. Well, more than well, that, it, I yeah. think that's really smart. It's it's also yeah. limiting the amount of back and forth trips. So yeah. if you're traveling in an airport, 
you're you're really limiting that exposure and you're you're making it safer for the people who are still on campus after those breaks. I think that's one of the smarter things that I've seen. And I think uh, a lot are going to respond in a similar way. I think a lot of schools are also looking at block scheduling. And so you are taking what would be a semester's worth of class in like a few weeks. Um, But that's the only thing you're taking. And so you're only interacting with those people in your class uh, you know, on a daily basis outside you of never leave that classroom. Yes. I mean, the there are eat in the classroom. It is there, your new home. There are caveats to that, but it decreases the amount of people you're interacting with. So you're not taking four or five classes with a bunch of labs attached. You're taking one high intensive class at a time. And so it's decreasing the amount of people you're interacting with. So, I mean, I like, you know, I appreciate that schools are looking at alternative methods. Like Notre Dame's model is, smart-ish, you know, I think it's, it's, we all know this is day by day, hour by hour, as things change. We don't know when the second and third wave is going to hit. Um, but I mean, I think, you know, everybody's making these announcements to save face and to try and save their financial situations, which I get, but, you know, I think about all the folks down the chain who are being furloughed and, or, you know, who are, or are in offices are low capacity because they're co-workers that are furloughed and they're having a pay cut, they're having a retirement not paid into, and they're going to be responsible for trying to figure out how to implement this now. You know, so it's, it's those, the staff down the chain who get the short end of the stick and are now responsible and will be held responsible when it all, the shit hits the fan. Man. That was a mic drop moment there. It's comforting is that no one has an answer, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> in a meeting uh, earlier, Today, I put a moratorium on the word unprecedented, and it's true, though. Like, we don't have a rule book for this, and so however you come out of it, you're going to have a skill set that's going to be useful somewhere, right, in having to navigate and make these really big decisions that no one's ever had to make before is at least putting us all in this critical mindset of, of how to problem solve, which is really kind of helpful in the long run. So, sucks ass. Can I say that? Um, it sucks ass, but here we go. It's 2020. We can talk about eating ass, right? It's about time. <laughs> My mom is so disappointed. So he's just like, I can't believe he just said that on a microphone. Took 11, <laughs> 11 episodes to get here, but finally... I'm going to rename the podcast tonight. Eat the bum bum. All right. Um. (laughs) Never say that again, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way. It's the only way I say it. I mean, I think think NYU's announcement is also pretty brazen, too, you know, given New York's current state and the fact that they're a vertical campus. Um, like that's pretty bold and I won't say dangerous, but getting close to it. Yeah. I'll say dangerous. Let's let's, let's let New York figure itself out first. Yeah. That's what I mean. I, it, to me, and it almost goes back to Jason's point. Like it does feel, uh, not like, Hey, don't worry. You can still pay the deposit to come here because we're actually going to be up and running in the fall. And I keep waiting for a message to come out now in six weeks. That's like, we are up and running. But just so you know, you're going to take 80% of your classes online and 12 of you are going to enter a lottery and those 12 can live on campus. Like there's no way – there's no way right now that they can confidently say we're going to open up in the fall. I can't take the train yet. What do you mean thousands of people are OK to move to the city from all over the world? Like there's no way that they feel OK to do this right now. It has to be what what you're saying, Jason. I think after you said that, that kind of opened my eyes. But I'll be curious too now. I, I wonder like if Columbia turns around and all um, like the – I want to know what the SUNY – the not SUNY, CUNY schools are going to do um, because I wonder if it's a domino effect now. Like, well, NYU said something, so we got to say something too. I'll be oh, curious. yeah. It's, a, it's an arms race, right? Yeah. Uh, this do- the first domino was uh, California, the CSU system, and now everyone's responding. I, I go back to 
I think the students probably know better. So I had a very innocuous and, and positive meeting with some student leaders on my campus today just to like spitball, let's brainstorm how do we responsibly have a student organization fair. And about 30 minutes into the brainstorming, one of them is just like, I don't know how you responsibly do this. Like, can we just talk about virtual things? And the fact that our students are being more responsible and thoughtful than some legislators and some uh, administration is just baffling to me. Yeah, because legislators and administrators aren't going to these fairs, (laughs) you know, it's it's the students or low-level, entry-level staff members, I should say, instead of low-level. For some reason, low-level felt like a slap in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't mean you're bad people. <laughs> low-level. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. You villain. Your, your paycheck is a slap in the face enough. You don't need us talking trash <laughs> about your title on the podcast. <laughs> You're well aware of where you stand in the hierarchy on your campus. You don't need us throwing the low word around. And now you also know how Mike feels about you. <laughs> hey, it's how I felt when I was there, too. So, also, right, Don't feel bad, listeners. He's unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Arguably still higher than you, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm very bored. Hence <clears throat> the mustache. Hence the mustache, baby. All right, let's get into some of these questions. Uh, somebody brought up the point, or somebody asked today, I should have wrote down names. Now I'm feeling bad. Um, somebody asked us if we have been zoomed out yet if we are officially zoomed out. And I was like, yeah, of course. I think everybody's zoomed out right now. But the way I initially interpreted the question, I'm interested in talking <laughs> about. And I initially interpreted it as, <laughs> are, have you been like uninvited or left out of a Zoom and have found <laughs> out? <laughs> oh, man, that is that would be tragic. If you, like, texted one of your friends and were like, no, I'm in the Zoom right now. Yes. And you had no clue about the Zoom. You were just Zoomed out. See? Well, these things happen in the physical world, right? Like, yeah. how many meetings were were some people supposed to be invited to that just uh, were conveniently left off or forgotten or whatever, right? This is now just the, the virtual manifestation of day-to-day life as a low employee. (laughs) (laughs) I got invited to my first Zoom wedding that's coming up in a few weeks and uh, asked uh, another friend, like, oh, I'll see you on the Zoom in a couple weeks. And they they didn't get the Zoom invite, which has to be a million times worse than not getting invited to a physical wedding, right? Because getting invited to the physical wedding, they made a financial decision. Like it's 500 bucks to have you and your, you and your significant other come to this, but a zoom, you are not paying any, any extra money to invite two more people. And you just chose not to cut and copy your email. Right. Choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah uh, I just appreciate that people I appreciate that people are still posting on like Insta and everything that they're having like Zoom hangouts with friends, like, you know, making sure you're like you know people you people know you're out at the club or at the bar hanging with friends, like people know you're on Zoom hanging out with friends, like I'm just like, oh my god, like I'm over like can we not <laughs> not be Zoom anymore. I know. I also I'm in a, a writers a writers group and we met on Google Hangout the other week and they the person said something like, Oh well, I'm on my work computer and I'm not allowed to use Zoom on my work computer because they have so many security issues. <laughs> I was like, like, oh that's awesome because the world is using it right now. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, you gotta use WebEx. Yeah. You gotta use WebEx. The WebEx software. Microsoft Teams. Sucks, though. 
Microsoft Teams doesn't seem as antiquated. There was a a company that was doing webinars very early on in this that was still using GoToMeeting, oh, and that just blew me away that GoToMeeting was still a thing. They had managed to survive all of these years. Yeah, that's wild. I wonder if they just, like, encourage companies to sign, like, a 10-year contract at, like, <laughs> pennies on the dollar, and they're just they're just raking it in now, just these, these old contracts just hanging on. It's got to be go-to meeting. But I, I remember that was the first one I ever learned of. Yeah. Um, all right, the next one, next one we got, and this is more, I think they just want our thoughts, but uh, Spring Grades just posted. And they said, thoughts on emergency pass-fail. Now, I can't speak to this because I, I don't know. I didn't know this was happening right now. Jason, well, I guess, Jason, I don't know if you can speak to it either. But this is a thing that's happening. There's emergency pass-fails? Yeah. I wouldn't say emergency. I would say most schools thought about this. And so why would you do pass-fail? Why would you not? So a, a big reason why you wouldn't do pass-fail is because of grad school or getting a PhD or a medical degree or a law degree. Do you really want a doctor who just got a pass in a senior-level biology class going to med school? Probably not. And it, it takes away the ability to kind of give some level of competency in these higher level degrees in this very real fear of like med schools, law schools, grad schools, not accepting people because if you just have nothing but passes and let's face it, they were probably D's uh, and suddenly you're in med school. That's a problem. So Jason, Uh, are you saying there are higher level degrees and lower level degrees? Uh, I worked at a med adjacent campus for like four years, so this uh, this really resonated with me. And the uh, for whatever reason, my uh, student government right now, so many of them want to go to law school. And so when this pass fail thing came up, they were freaked out. Like we can't do pass fail. I'll never get into law school. I'll never get into law school. And so. We, I think, wisely said, cool, we're going to continue with letter grades until your grade is done. And when your grade is done, you have a grace period of two weeks to then determine do you want it to be pass-fail and do that. Or you can stick with your letter grade. And that just seems like the most humane, compassionate way to do it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've also heard schools that are going to like explicitly put boxes on transcripts from now on. If you were a student spring 2020, there's going to be like a disclaimer about the process and all of the, you know, all of the fundamental things they did again, to try and avoid that, that, uh, that D consideration of your pass fail. Yeah. You've also got to think about all of the courses that have prerequisites where you had to get like a B or, or maybe like a high C to, to take the next level. So like if you're like an engineering two and you want to take engineering three next year and it, you know, in the, in the handbook, it says you have to have an A or a B. What are you going to do now that you have a pass, like an emergency pass? Yeah. So the, I mean, that's the other issue that students are going to have with this. There's also federal loans and grants where you have to maintain a certain GPA average Or if you were on academic probation and you needed to get a certain GPA and then suddenly your GPA is the letter P, uh, not not helpful there, Karen, not helpful. Karen. Yeah, how am I going to hire my orientation leaders if they don't have a 3.8 GPA? Exactly. Exactly. How are they going to be able to do do all those energizers and icebreakers – if I don't know that they got an A minus in philosophy, one of the lower level classes. <laughs> it's uh, that 3.0 for OLs is just so critical to the mission. How are they going to process the TikTok training mm-hmm. if they didn't get a 3.0 in the last semester? Mm-hmm. I wish there was a way to check this, but I I want to hire a staff of 2.0 and under. And then rank them up against a staff of 3.0 and higher. 
and then see what like the success rate is for that incoming class based on those two groups of people. And I would, I bet, I bet the transfer rate is probably higher for the 3.0, but the grades are lower for the 2.0 would be my guess. But they have a really good time. They would have so much more fun. They would have so much more fun. They'd be high faster. I think that's a perk. <laughs> so we are now uh, recommending all schools uh, drop GPA requirements for OLs. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing, nothing says a good time like an uh, academic provision OL. Uh, here's Mike, everyone, uh, coming in a strong with a 1.7 GPA in film studies. Uh, let him tell you about not going to class. <laughs> a 1.75 in film studies is effort. You, yeah. you have to try to get a 1.75. I will take a 1.75 in film studies over a 3.5 in history every time. You have to try way harder to do that in film studies than you have to do that in history. And I, I can say that because I'm a history major. There were uh, decisions made with that film studies GPA. Like, not only am I not going to class, I'm going to turn in the wrong assignments <laughs> just to see what would happen. <laughs> You know I'm who wouldn't get a book rather than watch the movie. <laughs> you know who wouldn't get. <laughs> you know who wouldn't get a 1.75. That's Billy Dunn after he did his film thesis on a simple favor. Colon not so simple. <laughs> I, I would just like to point out for a second that at one point my GPA was 1.8 in mass communications. So I'm being quiet over here, <laughs> trying not to think of just beating the shit out of the three of you right now. That's, that's just me, though, right now. Wait, no, but Billy, you are proving the point. You are proving my you point. Would, you would have been a way more fun at OL than I would have been. I was not an orientation leader, but I don't think I would have been a fun orientation leader. Weren't you in student government, Billy? Yeah, that's that's that, that almost got uh, shut before it even got started. When that uh, that that 1.8 showed up after the first semester, you were talking about academic probation letter. Yeah, no, I've I've gotten one of those. Those are fun to get, especially back in the 90s when I went to college, where it was an actual letter. And like you go to the PO box and you open it, and there's a letter that's basically the university telling you, uh, "Get your shit together, son." Yeah. Yeah, good conversation, guys. Really, really <laughs> some good memories on the podcast this week. <laughs> I see, listen. I stand by it one hundred. When it had like a big red line that was like, "You could lose your scholarship over this." Yeah, that was that was fun. That was but you knew time. that letter was coming, right? Like you, you knew. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Which might prove that you would have been a way better OL than anyone else who was an orientation leader there. Just, just out of pure optimism? <laughs> out of uh, just a, a willingness to overlook the reality of situations? Is that what you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I wish that is how we get through things. I was going to say, which we need a bunch of this coming fall at orientation while we're doing it through Zoom. Uh, no better way than uh, the blind optimism of people who not only were on academic probation, failed to stay on academic probation, <laughs> and now we're just not enrolled. Um, oh. No one needs to know that. It's fine. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for the horror stories out of parent orientation Zooms. Oh, it's coming. Just constant. Am I on? Is the camera right? You're you're on mute. You're you're on mute. My son Billy. (laughs) The real problem is they're not going to be on mute. Yes. It would probably be better if they were on mute. Yes, because we're gonna have moments like, "Hey, you see, you see that fucking guy." We're we, we're paying forty fucking thousand for this fucking Zoom. Do you see this? It's just gonna be f bombs firing out. Uh, it's gonna be so good. I'm, I'm gonna Zoom bomb some orientations. That's gonna be my goal. And we're gonna record it and we're gonna put it out as a humans of higher ed video. And then I'll probably get arrested. <laughs> but that is this is a great idea to try to Zoom bomb some orientations. Uh, I'll send you the link, Mike. Please. Uh, yeah. Uh, bonus points if you uh, just do it naked. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, wait, what? Didn't we set some uh, ground rules for this where it had to be 
It's got to be nighttime. So only if you're worried, you like daytime penises are scary. It's got to be nighttime. Oh. <laughs> Great, it's done. Our uh, parent orientation will never be better. It's uh, phenomenal. <laughs> All right, let's give one more. There was uh, one more that I wanted to do. So somebody asked us, which we can't answer intellectually, I don't think, but how will academic integrity be maintained online? Thoughts on those types of proctor services that watch you on webcam while taking exams. Now, the reason this stood out is I just feel like Billy will have a phenomenal response to how he feels about a program that watches you on your webcam while you're uh, doing your exam. I, uh, <laughs> to me, to me I'm, I'm not going to give you the punchline answer you're probably looking for here. This feels like one of those problems that hasn't hasn't this already been solved? Like there there are schools where they do nothing but online education. Do they do they have you know the the proctor that that comes into your your webcam while you're taking a test, or do they just assume you're in school to actually learn something? Oh, I like this. You're cutting to I, the I, core of the people. I, I get that I'm making a big assumption that college students go to college to be students, but at what point do we have to draw a line and say, you know what, maybe they're going to get one over on us, and maybe one out of 100 students is going to cheat their way through Bio 2 online fall 2020 and we just have to know that. Yeah. I, I, this is one of the, and I might, might have said this before, but the, the saying that I say at the beginning of every trivia night is there's a lot of gray area in the world today, but a clear black and white and good and evil is if you're cheating at trivia during a pandemic. I can, you can easily say that you're a bad person if you're doing that. And I feel like we can take that same kind of mentality to online learning. I think we got to tell them that up front that you, this is how, this is how we figure out if you're a good or bad person in this moment. If you, like you said, if you feel the need to cheat during a pandemic, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I believe in karma the way it's supposed to be believed in, but I have hope that karma would get your ass. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I think, I don't it, think that's the point of karma. <laughs> I don't think that's, when karma was invented, when someone came up with the idea of karma, I don't think that's what they wanted you to use it for. But I personally will hold to the belief that if during this semester you feel like I got to just start cheating, go for it. See, you and thought we let karma handle it. You thought I we weren't doctor. I need karma. You thought we weren't going to get the punchline answer, and we got there, baby. <laughs> Well, you I think it was you, Mike, who had the tweet, like, this is the year you should lie about graduating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you yeah, if you were ever why because I, I woke up one morning and all of a sudden everybody graduated. And like sure the timeline makes sense, but I don't have any proof of that. I don't see pictures of you in gowns, right? So anybody, I graduated today. You proved me wrong. We- we just we were cleaning out our basement because we were going to be moving soon, and we I just found all our master's robes and stuff from Ohio State. Like I could go graduate this weekend if I wanted to. Yeah, put it on. Yeah, put it on, Doctor Pettigrew. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my supervisor when I was in grad school for my assistantship uh, falsified his master's, <laughs> and we found out years later. So, uh, he was just a, a couple of years behind the curve on that. Uh, imagine how much further he would have gotten. Uh, man, I miss those days where you could just make up stuff like that and get away with it for like two decades. And you know, yeah. <laughs> like there's so many stories of that. Just being like, Hey, did you know Dr. Carter isn't a doctor? <laughs> And he's been practicing medicine for 35 years? That's incredible. Uh, How do you even pretend to practice medicine? I don't know. Just, uh, it's a Z-Pack and amoxicillin, you'll be fine. Every time. It's like it's like Marge Simpson teaching kids piano lessons. You just gotta say one lesson ahead of them. <laughs> you just gotta say one WebMD search ahead of the patients. I mean, every WebMD search is, uh, yeah, cancer. Uh, you're going to die. It's fine. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back into the loud voice here for a second. I think it goes to just the nature of what higher ed has become, where if you can cheat and it, it, it just 
doesn't have a ramification on your ability to be a student, then aren't we kind of doing higher ed wrong? Like, aren't we just doing education wrong if, if, if you aren't blatantly shortchanging yourself by cheating on an exam? This is, it's true. It's, it's just me wondering. I got a hypothetical for you, though. Say someone was a history major and knew what they were going to go on to do for the rest of their career. Are we pointing at Joel or me right now? Both. Okay. Both. And then say... I'm going to edit so much of this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the episode of the podcast that we uh, just uh, run unedited. I, I think what I might do is keep the beginning of the hypothetical part in there. And then just go right to, I'm going to edit so much of this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have come to the end. You know what time it is. It's time to talk about all the happy things in our lives. What are we looking forward to this week? <laughs> I, I, uh, my, I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think, I ordered some home gym equipment. My squat rack came in this afternoon, so tonight I'm gonna set try and set that up down in the basement. So I'm pretty excited to to have that working. Oh yeah, ass time, baby. Ass time, That's right? <laughs> that peach gang. <laughs> um, I am not slated for Jeopardy this week, but last week I did go into Final Jeopardy uh, in the lead, which was a lot of fun. Um, very scary, uh, very daunting. Joel was very um, impressive. I watched the whole thing. He was very impressive. He was very nervous, but he came in, <laughs> he came on strong. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know I disparaged the long weekend earlier, but I'm looking forward to the long weekend, I guess. Wait, where is the three Very much saying. I don't even know when Memorial Day is. Monday. Monday. It's Monday. Monday. Really? You don't know what Jason, this would have been Boston Colony. No, Boston Colony would have been the week after. No, Boston Colony was always Memorial Day weekend. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Jason, what do you got? Oh, my God. Uh, so we're approaching the end of RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice. And what's delightful is typically in a in a normal season, it would end with this like overproduced lip sync for your life kind of moment where they all have to perform live in front of each other. And uh, obviously trying to watch drag queens uh, do death drops over Zoom is going to be the best thing in the world. Uh, that is two weeks from now. But this week we get the... Uh, Slumber Party Reunion, where they're going to tell all over Zoom. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Gigi good for the win. If not Gigi, Jada. Easy. <laughs> okay. I, um, I don't really... Yo, you know what I'm excited for? I made a video today, hence the mustache. That's why I got this bad mustache. Uh, and I'll... No one will actually watch it, so I'll just tell you what it is today. Um, do you guys remember the song, the kids' song, "Who Stole the" Co- or yeah, "Who Stole the Cookies from the Cookie Jar"? Remember yes. that back in the day. So, what I did is I, I made it like a Law and Order esque situation where I was a <laughs> detective uh, interviewing suspects to see if they stole the cookies from the cookie jar, and it like and took it very seriously. And there, and so I, sh- I shaved a bunch of different times to play like five different people, and it's insane. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna be good, but it was it was fun to do. <laughs> I thought. I hope. I hope you. I thought you were going that you were gonna be like interrogating the kids in your uh, workout classes. Oh man, that would have been good. Except I'm swearing at. <laughs> In this one, like so, Will Ferrell landlady esque. Yeah, that would have been great. Maybe that'll be the next one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, so I'm, that'll be fun. And I don't think anything else. Kelsey's home for more days for the long weekend, so that's fun. That is a good thing I'm looking forward to. That's it, though. 
Nothing else. Maybe New York will open up at some point, and that'll be fun. But until then, shut it down. Oh, I think we ordered some outdoor furniture for our back area, hence the weeding earlier. So that'll be cool. I'm excited to sit outside. Back area and not a backyard. Because it's definitely not a yard. Like, you can't call it a yard. (laughs) I'd be overselling it if I said I had a backyard. It's like, uh, it's small. But it's nice. It's nice. All right, thanks, everybody, for joining. This was another episode of the Humans of Higher Ed. We'll be back again next week. Cool. Refreshed from our three-day weekends on our couches. Yeah. Have a good weekend, everybody. Later!